Dave Fanning on 2FM. Now, US Congressman George Santos was only sworn in three weeks ago, but he's already received numerous calls to step down. A member of the Republican Party, Santos has been accused of lying about details relating to his personal and financial background, including where he went to college, where he worked, his family history, his time as a drag queen in South America. So who is George Santos and how outrageous are the claims that um, he's been making and have been made against him maybe as well? So to help shine a light on the Republican of the moment, I'm joined now by Mary McKeown, Journalist, broadcaster, and US correspondent for the Business Post. Marion, um, line one, are you? Hello, Marion, how are you doing? You're welcome back. Hello there, Dave, how are you? Oh, good, I'm going to turn you up there. You sound like at the bottom of a well. Okay, here goes. Um, George Santos. Uh, I promise I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, listen, George Santos, when did he first appear on the political stage? Well, to go back, and we don't have to go back too far, he, he first ran for office in uh, 2020. Uh, against the incumbent Democrat at the time for for Long Island, for his district. Now, this is where <laughs> people should have been aware from the get-go. Uh, he, he'd lost, and uh, then he appeared on January the 5th, and he made a speech, it was just before January 6th, talking about how not only was Donald Trump having an election stolen from, but he too had an election stolen. But the problem was, in that trip, which is, has now, of course, gone viral like everything else, it turned out that he was wearing a stolen scarf. He had a former flatmate who, uh, he looked, he's very well dressed, actually. He's wearing this sort of very fancy beige cashmere check scarf. And his former flatmate spotted him on TV, complaining about his election having been stolen for a money. And he said, well, basically, I don't know about the election being stolen, but I know the scarf you're wearing was bloody stolen. So that was the first irony where, you know, he's at the stop the steal in, in a stolen scarf. But then he came back in 2022 now, this time he won. The Democrats ran a new guy, um, Tom Tozzi, re- retired, and he beat him. And it was part of this kind of New York Republican wave, um, which really won the uh, House of Congress for Kevin McCarthy, because about five or six new New Yorkers were elected to Congress in Democrat seats. And uh, anyway, Santos was one of them. So he rocks on up to Congress, and his CV before he arrived in Congress was, you know, the stuff of sort of heroes. He was this, he was that. His his parents were, he, he said he would be the first openly gay Republican congressman. He claimed that his grandparents were Jewish Holocaust survivors who fled uh, to Brazil. He claimed that his mother had been um, working in one of the Twin Towers in a corner office during the 9-11 attacks. Uh, she was apparently a finance executive, according to him. And uh, after the 9-11 attacks, he said she, the, the impact caused her to die from cancer several years later and, and you know, damaged her high finance job, etc., etc. Well, it turned out he also claimed he went to Baruch College and that he attended a really prestigious private high school. Not true. He also claimed he, went to, he worked for Citibank and, um, and Goldman Sachs. Absolutely not true saying they never heard of him. And then he had all kinds of dodgy business deals. But first, I will rewind a little bit for you, Dave, um, just to say that his grandparents were Brazilian subsistence farmers. They were never anywhere near Germany in the 1930s or 40s. His mother um, was nowhere near the Twin Towers on 9-11. American immigration documents have proven that she was out of the country, that she was also in Brazil. Uh, She never worked as a finance executive. She worked as a cook. She was a very ordinary woman who didn't speak English, who who worked as a cook when she came eventually to live in America. Um, He also, the the same 
for some reason, this one really gets me. Um, he claimed, and there, there are, there's footage of him talking about his days as a volleyball star in a college he never went to. And he says, oh, you know, that he was so good that when the guys in Harvard and Yale and Princeton would see him coming with the volleyball, that they would quake in their boots. And, and they, they were terrified of him. He was so brilliant. But tragically, um, his career, although it was short and brilliant, was cut even shorter because he had to get both of his kneecaps replaced because he was such a go-getter for that volleyball. Uh, it turned out... He never played volleyball. He never got his kneecaps replaced. And then he also had a brain tumour, which he claimed he had, which okay, he never okay, had. Okay, Marion, hold on. And Let's just take a look at all of this then. I mean, like his mum was in okay. the Twin Towers and died yeah. from complications. No, she wasn't even in the US at the same time. Uh, there's money yeah. gone from maybe yeah. a military veteran's aiding dog, which he shot the dog or killed the dog oh, or didn't. Oh, we haven't even got to hold that yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a drag queen in, Bra- in Brazil. No, I wasn't. He stole his a scarf, uh, the scarf from his roommate. I saw that guy being interviewed actually on CNN. said, look, that's my scarf. See it there kind of thing, you know. Uh, the complete fake resume, <laughs> um, questionable campaign finance reporting, to say the very least. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff in terms of, um, you know, stolen checkbooks. He admits to that one, I think. The illegal use of campaign That's funds right. for personal expenses. And like you, you, you go down to the volleyball one to say, hold on a second, what's this about? The point about it is he calls these discrepancies and, you know, you know, possibly, but basically just embellishments. So it's like Kellyanne Conway back again in terms of alternative facts. I mean, is it is it just that this yep. is what you know what we reap what we sow? In other words, is it that Trump came along, you know, to be president in 2016, and Trumpism, which he invented or was invented around him, has now taken over from Trump, who seems to be rattling around down there in Mar-a-Lago with Nick Fuentes and you know Kanye West and people like that. Although he's still the front runner for the Republicans, and is it that Trumpism has taken over, and this is the result that an absolute liar and basically I don't know what you want to call him has taken on uh, the bit to like to be elected has been elected, and why on earth has that happened? Is it because all the stuff you said was not known before people voted. Well, no, yeah, the, pe- the, the voters didn't know about it, but the Republicans knew about it. The Republican Party and the New York Republican Party, apparently, knew, the RNC knew about it as well. Apparently, Kevin McCarthy also knew about it before uh, Santos arrived in Congress. Now, there's a, there's a your your um, question there raises so many things. Firstly, you can't blame Donald Trump for everything. But yes, he did make sort of politics, you know, truthful hyperbole, as he used to call it uh, in his business career, and his personal life, where he lied and embroidered and embellished everything. He said the first thing that came into his head, and he got away with it because he was Donald Trump. And everyone went, everyone went you know, the New Yorkers, and pretty soon all America went, well, that's Trump. You know, you can't believe a word he says. Or, yeah, that's Trump. You know, he's always puffing himself up. So I think Santos would probably had problems long before Donald Trump came on the scene. I mean, as you said, you know, a, a former um, boyfriend of his said that, like, he kept saying to him, we're going to go, you know, I'm taking you to, to Hawaii, I'm taking you to Hawaii on the stone checkbook as well. And then he said on the day they were supposed to go that, you know, he turned around and said, oh, you're not going to believe this, but basically Hawaii just sunk underwater or some such nonsense, you know, that he was... He was a, a, a sort of a chancer for, it seems like, most of his life. And as I say, never worked around the place. He said he worked, set up a company um, called, uh, God, what, what was that? The first company called, um, 
not Redstone, the, 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 he set up a, a financial company and uh, which uh, imploded around 2020. The FEC and the, S- the SEC said it was just a Ponzi scheme um, that, that it, uh, it was called Harbour Capital. And then he set up another company called Devolver Investments. Now, his name, as far as we know, is George Santos, but he's also called himself Anthony Devolder. Um, mm. which I think his mother's name is Devolder. So he, he sets up another company anyway. And now we just discovered uh, in the last couple of hours that for sure that the Department of Justice has launched a criminal investigation into him. And this is not to do with him claiming he had his knees replaced or he had a brain tumour that he didn't have. This is to do with his campaign finance problems. And they are now very serious. The, the okay, federal so, election so there is some kind of investigation. I mean, like, if you want to check these things, there's yeah. federal privacy laws and university bureaucracies get in the way, so you can't find out if he really did go to NYU or, or sorry, sorry, um, NYU or any of the other ones, or Barack College, whatever it was called yeah. that you mentioned earlier on. Also, like, you know, he got away with lying about his education, his job experience, about being Jewish, and there's no real checks on it. So, if is the New York State Attorney, there's a quote from the New York State Attorney, we're looking into a number of issues, but there's no formal investigation, or is there now? There is. Um, so the, the formal investigation, I mean, it, it, you know, it's not a crime to claim your parents, your grandparents were Holocaust survivors. It's not a crime to claim you had your kneecaps replaced. Weird, maybe, but not a crime. So what, what is of criminal interest is, A, as I said, Harbour Capital, the first company he had which collapsed, um, and it, which the SEC said, this, this is a Ponzi scheme. Uh, and then he replaced it with another company that's called Devolder Investments. But the problem was he headquartered Devolder Investments, um, in the same building, in the same apartment in Florida as his um, campaign finance super PAC. Now, in America, anyone who runs for office sets up a super PAC. It's, it's the flimsiest bail ever. So it's called a super PAC, and it's, you can raise as much money as you want, unlimited funds. Anyone who wants can give you as much money as they want, and you, but it has to be spent on advertising, and you're supposed to not be able to touch it. Now, um, normally under campaign finance laws, the most you can get is about $2,800 from any one individual. So the super PAC, the sky's the limit. So he set up a super PAC um, in the same office as his, his uh, apparently his replacement business from, from Harbour Capital. And weirdly, at one point, the super, that he was making $55,000 a year up to this point. I think that is important. $55,000, not a lot of money. Uh, but um, suddenly he invested 700000 he claimed, of his own money and put that into his super PAC. Uh, now, it seems that a lot of money was raised from donors, especially down in Florida, uh, who really were happy to see a New Yorker, you know, kick some Democrat ass up in New York. So they, they apparently gave him a lot of money. He was supposed to use that for media buys. The media buys never happened. So they, he apparently raised about eight hundred thousand uh, dollars through the super PAC. Nobody knows where that money went. He raised seven hundred thousand through the vulgar. Nobody knows where that money came from. But the sums are quite similar. So anyway, just last week he went back to his campaign finance filing form, and the guy just can't help himself. This is after all the controversy, and I saw him in Washington, and he's running. It's, it was literally like watching a cartoon of the Pied Piper. You'd see a whole slurry of people running and shouting, and he would be at the head of it. And, of course, he was being pursued by journalists. Um, I spoke to him outside of Lyft briefly when he was asked about what would make him resign. Um, and, you know, he sort of seemed to be half enjoying it and half baffled yeah, by it. Yeah. But anyway, back, back to, back to the, the finance. So uh, 
Well, this, this piqued the Federal Election Commission's curiosity, but it seems now that the whole his whole financial thing, he, he, he amended his record. So he said, OK, I didn't give my campaign $700,000. I made a mistake about that. Oh. I'll untick that box. His campaign um, manager, a uh, long since quit, the, the treasurer, Nancy Marks, so he signed it with the name Thomas Tweedler, who is a Wisconsin-based lawyer, who then, of course, people say, well, who's he? When did he become your fi- your finance guy? He said, I never heard of this guy. Yeah, I right. never signed okay. his document. I knew you were going to say that. With, I mean, like, th- th- there's been a new kind of revelation every single day of the last week, and there will yeah. definitely be a few more over the next week yeah. or two. Marion, the phone line's not the best, so I might have to leave it there. But listen, thanks a million for talking with us. Right, Marion McKeown, it is, as in a journalist, broadcaster, and US correspondent for the Business Post. Thanks, Marion. Good luck. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Take care. Good luck. Bye bye. Dave Fanning on 2FM.